This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. the most familiar verse folks this is probably the most familiar verse in the Bible and we're going to uh, preach a message I'm not going to preach long today I promise I'm not going to preach long well thank you all right but this is what the Bible says it says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life is that good folks yeah, I mean, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I have been preaching uh, some messages entitled The Comeback, The Comeback Series, and I want to continue that for the next few weeks. But I want to talk to you today about anybody can come back. Anybody can come back. I remember years ago, I was in Chicago, and I said, while I'm in Chicago, I want to go to the Pacific Garden Mission. The Pacific Garden Mission, because there's a gentleman that I've always been intrigued by. Let me tell you his story. Uh, his name was Mel Trotter. Mel Trotter said I was one of seven children. He said my dad was a bartender, but he said my dad probably drank more alcohol than he served. He was a bartender. And he said... Uh, Dad's habits caught up with him, but he said, Dad's habits caught up with me. And he said, by the time I was 19 years old, I was an alcoholic. I drank every day. I drank every night. I married, but he said, uh, I couldn't keep a job. I would move from town to town, from state to state, but it would always catch up with me. And he said, I would lose the job, and then we would have to move on again. Nothing ever lasted. He said, eventually, we had a two-year-old child and I came home one day and my wife said Mel our daughter is very very sick Mel our daughter is definitely sick Mel take this money and go buy some medicine for our daughter I just need you to go and pick the medicine up Mel and this this money will will pay for the medicine Mel took that money and got drunk Mel came back home in just a short time, that baby died. Mel said, I stood at the casket. I stood at the casket of my baby, and I made a commitment that I'll never, ever do that again. God, I'll never do it again. He said, I made that commitment. He said, less than two hours later, I was drunk. He said, I decided that my life was a mess. I was no good for anybody. I decided I would end my life. And the way I planned to do it, I was going to go to Lake Michigan. I was going to go to Lake Michigan. I was going to walk out into that freezing water and just keep walking and drown myself. But he said, on my way to Lake Michigan, I went by the Pacific Garden Mission, the Pacific Garden Rescue Mission. And he said, I heard a man speaking. I didn't know who the man was, but his name was Harry Monroe. And Harry Monroe was talking about how his life was controlled by alcohol and how his life was controlled by sin and how he accepted Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ changed his life. 
And Mel Trotter said, if God can change his life, maybe God can change my life. And Mel Trotter that night surrendered his life to Jesus. And he started volunteering in the rescue mission. And then he started giving his testimony. Then he started preaching. God used him all over the nation to pro proclaim the gospel. God took one man, Mel Trotter, and he started 68 rescue missions because he said there are a lot of male trotters out there that need to hear that Jesus Christ can change your life. And his theme verse was 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I want to say today, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus Christ can change any life. Jesus Christ can redeem any life. Jesus Christ can transform any individual. No matter what's happened in a person's past, you can have a comeback through the power of Jesus Christ. You can have a comeback. You can have a personal comeback because of Jesus. Now, I want to make four statements, four statements again. I want to make them to you that I think are, are so important. Statement number one, and I wish I could stress this home. I won't be able to, but I wish I really could. But statement number one is God loves you. God loves you. Let me tell you something. Let me just listen. God's not against you, ladies and gentlemen. God's for you. God's not your adversary. God's your advocate. God's not against you. God is for you. See, everybody, we look at John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world. I, I, that's wonderful. I want to be honest with you. I believe that right there, for God so loved the world, many years before I believed that God loved me. See, it's easy to tell somebody God loves the world, but sometimes it's difficult to say God loves me. But I want you to know God loves you. God loves you. You said, Pastor, but you don't understand my mess. It doesn't matter about your mess. God's love exceeds your mess. God's love is beyond your mess. God loves you. I love what Max Licato said. This, this is so good. Max Licato said, you can't fall beyond his love. <laughs> you, 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 wherever you fall, no matter how far you fall, God still loves you. See, we try to personify and we try to exemplify love. I try to do that. But look at this. 1 John 4 and 8, he that loveth not, no, if not God, get this, for God is love. <laughs> I attempt to love, but God is love. No matter what you've done, God loves you. No matter what's happened in your life, God loves you. I heard about a young man that had lived a rough life, alcohol, drugs, and we all have, you know, 
Abraham Lincoln said, uh, he who has no vices usually has no virtues. He who has no vices usually has no virtues. Most of us have something. And he had battled it and tearing his mom and dad's heart out, ripping mom and dad's hearts out. And child, you, 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 you'll never know the hurt that you're doing to your parents until you have children yourself just ripping their hearts out. He would come in all hours of the night. One morning, about 3 a.m., the husband looked over in the bed and his little wife was gone. And he got up and he went to his son's room. And she was on, on her knees, no doubt praying for him. But she was only praying, wasn't only praying for him, she was taking her hand and she was rubbing his matted hair. And he looked at her and he said, what are you doing? And that little old mama said, he won't let me love him when he's awake. <laughs> he won't let me love him when he's awake. And I read that story and I thought, wow, what love. But folks, I want to tell you about much greater love. That's how much God loves you. <laughs> That's how much God loves Whether you let him love you or you won't let him love you, he still loves you. No matter what's happened in your life, God loves you, and nothing you can do can keep God and will keep God from loving you. Statement number one, God loves you. Statement number two, our sin separates and separated us from God. Our sin. God's holy, God's loving, but it was our sin. See, Romans 3 and 23 says this, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For years I struggled with this scripture right here that Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke 5 and 32, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So I asked the question, who's the righteous? And then I realized, Romans 3 and 10, as it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. No, not one. Our sin separated us. See, David, as good a man as David was, look what he said. When he was born in Psalms 51 and 5, he said, I was shapen in iniquity. In sin did my mother conceive me. You said, Pastor Benny, my child's a little angel. <laughs> but can I tell you something? As their legs get longer, their wings will get shorter. Amen? <laughs> no, your child's not a little angel. Your child's a sinner. And your child, just like you, was born with a sin nature. We were all sinners and were separated from God. Uh, there was a man who worked in a factory. It was a, let me explain, it was owned by communist Soviet government. But he worked in this factory owned by the communist Soviet government. And every day, he would take a wheelbarrow and he would put cylinders in the wheelbarrow, and he would put pieces of iron, and he would put tools in the wheelbarrow. And then he would put a blanket over it, and every day at quitting time, 
he would head with that wheelbarrow to the door. And every day, the commissar would stop him and say, no, 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 I see what you're doing. Empty the cylinders out, <laughs> empty the iron out, <laughs> empty the tools out every day. And that went on for years. And finally, on his last day, they said to him, you're fired. You're fired. And the commiss commissar said to him, you're a fool. Every day you've been putting cylinders, <laughs> tools, pieces of iron in the wheelbarrow. And he said, every day I've caught you. You're a fool. He said, no, you're a fool. Because for years, I've been stealing wheelbarrows. <laughs> now look, folks, I don't know what our wheelbarrow is, but I know we all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And because, because of sin in my life and because of sin in your life, get this, folks, it separates us from God. And Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. It separates us from God. Now, this is not the message, but I want to say this. Christian, sin in your life separates you from fellowship with God. Sin in a Christian's life will separate you from fellowship with God, and it will se separate me from fellowship with God. Somebody said, Pastor Benny, I, 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 it's just who I am, and it's just, you don't understand what's because of what's happened in my past. I'm just, no, 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 no folks. I, I, I don't buy that. Somebody said, because of what happened in my past, I'm a womanizer. Because of what happened in my past, I, I'm an addict. Because, and I've just got to have, but no, no, I, I, I don't buy that. Let me tell you why I don't buy that, folks. Because I believe, 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I believe Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? I believe Romans 8 and 37, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. I believe Matthew 19 and 26 with men this is impossible but with God all things are possible. I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit can set a person free from any and every sin. You say, Pastor how? Romans 8 and 13 through the Holy Spirit. You mortify the deeds of the flesh. It's not within us in our own strength, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have victory. Get this. God loves you. Our sin separates us from God, but Jesus Christ is God's provision for sin. Jesus Christ is God's provision for our sin. Salvation was free, but it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. It cost Jesus Christ his death on the cross. You know, there are 300 Old Testament prophecies that the Messiah had to fulfill. And Jesus Christ fulfilled every one of those prophecies. 
When Jesus was on the cross, he said seven things from the cross. Three of those were prayers. The last thing that Jesus said from the cross was John 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. Now, get this down, folks. Not I am finished, but it is finished. It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now, I want you to understand. What he actually said was, to tell you tie. To tell you tie. It is finished. Paid in full. To tell you tie. Let me explain. If you climbed Mount Everest, you would get to the top and you would say, to tell you tie. If you handed in your dissertation, you would say, to tell you tie. If you completed a 10K race, you would say, to tell you tie. If you made the final payment on your house, you would say, to tell you tie. Now, I want you to understand, that word that Jesus said, to tell you tie, it is finished. I researched it. Get this. It's a verb, but it's in the present tense in the Greek language. When he said to tell you tie, this is what it means. It means action has been completed in the past. Action has been completed in the past with results continuing in the present. <laughs> Action has been completed in the past with results continuing in the present. What happened 2,000 years ago is still in effect today. <laughs> Your blood speaks a better word than all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth. It speaks righteousness to me and stands in my defense. Jesus, it's your blood. What can wash away our sins? What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us pure as snow? Welcome as the friends of God. Nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of King Jesus. <laughs> oh, friend. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, I'm preaching better than your response. I want to be honest to you. <laughs> what keeps us in fellowship with Jesus Christ? The precious blood of Jesus. If I messed up last night, what keeps me in fellowship this morning? The precious blood of Jesus. <laughs> early, early this morning, I was there at the, in, in the kitchen, and I read John 3, 29, and it says, Behold the Lamb of God that 
takes away the sins of the world. That takes away, and I thought about what takes away our sin? A lamb. A lamb. A lamb that was sacrificed on the cross. What takes away your sin? What takes away my sin? The precious lamb of glory. Folks, can, can, can I be honest with you? I've tried to please the Lord. I've fallen down many times. Many, many times. I've messed up. Many times. I, I've got feet of clay. I listen, I'm not... If you ever see Benny doing that, he's got three fingers pointing back. I don't have... I'm not something... I, I, want, to, I want to get you to look to Jesus. But what about the person that messes up? Says, Pastor, I'm, I, I got saved, but I messed up. What do you do? What will wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Wait. What will make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What I want you to see, the Lord's blood is current today to meet the need in your life. Let me give you the last point and I'm done. We must place our faith in Jesus Christ. We must place, look here, look here folks. You said, Pastor Benny, if I join your church today, will that get me into heaven? No, it will not. If, if you take me up in that baptismal pool and baptize me, will that get me, that get me to heaven? No, no, it will not. Pastor Benny, if, if I just be a real good person, will that get me to heaven? I've just got one question. How good do you have to be? How, how good? I mean, I, I, I'm just, how good? How, how good's good enough? No, I'll tell you what will get us to heaven. Acts 16 and 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. One day when I stand before God, God, I, I was a pastor at Rock Springs Church for 45 years. That won't get me in. Lord, I, I, I tried to be a good husband. That won't get me in. I, I tried to be a good father. That won't be, get me in. But God, one other thing. When I was a 16-year-old boy, I accepted your son, Jesus, as my personal Savior. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Now, look, I'm done, but I want to give you a verse. 25 words in it. I'm I said there's some melancholic. I say, oh, I count them. There's only 24. You're wrong. Just want to slap you in Jesus' name. <laughs> 25 words. Look, we all know it. For God. This whole thing starts with God. God didn't begin when the beginning began. He began the beginning. Somebody said, Pastor, I need to, I'd like to sit down and discuss apologetics. Sure. Where did God come from? In the beginning, God. But I need to know where God came from. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. He always was. In the beginning, God. That settles it. That settles it. Somebody says, I've got, listen, folks, if you can handle Genesis 1 and 1, you can handle the whole Bible. Amen? In the beginning, God. So it, so it starts with God. Look, for God, it starts with God. And then we end down here with heaven. Heaven. 
for weeks now, or for, for, for days now, I, I've preached a funeral just about every day. I've got to preach a funeral tomorrow just about every day. Every day. But it starts with God. And it ends with heaven. But I want you to get this down, folks. Somebody said, Pastor, are some people predestined for heaven and some people predestined for hell? There couldn't be anything farther from the truth. There couldn't be anything farther from the truth. That's a, that's a heresy. That's a heresy that God would say, well, I'm going to let Barbara go to heaven. But this guy, Benny, nah, no hope for him. He's hell-bound. That's not God, folks. That's not God. Look, we start with God. We end in heaven, but look. Whosoever believeth. <laughs> Whosoever believeth. Can I tell you something? I am so grateful. It does not say Benny Tate. You say, well, now why would you say that? Because let me explain. There was a Benny Tate that played football for Auburn University. And it might be talking about him and not me. Amen? I'm glad it doesn't say your name. I'm glad it says whosoever. And I can be a part of the whosoever. So you have a responsibility, ladies and gentlemen. It starts with God. There's a place called heaven, but you never lose sight of the fact that you have a responsibility. Every person has a responsibility. You know, as I... As I, as I get older, I'll, I'll level with you. I'm not in, you know, I'm not into the trendiest, you know, somebody said this is the most trendy church thing. No, I'm, I'm I, listen, uh, people say, yeah, you know, Benny Tate Hall, I know hollering Benny. That's okay, folks. That's okay. I've got something to holler about. I've got something to holler about. And, and, and if I get down there with Benny, they'll, 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 they'll label me a holy roller too. Let me tell you something. I mean, I'd rather roll into heaven and slide into hell. Amen? But see, I still believe in old-fashioned principles. I read after the guys that have gone on before, not into the latest, trendiest stuff. I'm just, that's just not me. God's going to handle all this, folks. I was visiting yesterday in the hospital and I walked in. <laughs> I walked in, shake hands with a guy. No, 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 no. Corona. <laughs> folks, God's going to take care of us. God's going to take God out of my I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not talking about not being prudent, not being wise, but God's in control. God's in control. God's going to take care of your children. My God, you want to get depressed? Turn your TV on, watch it two hours. <laughs> Every day I try to watch a little bit of media and 
read my Bible. That way I know what both sides are up to. Amen. But let me tell you this and I'm done. William Booth, the man who started the Salvation Army, this is what William Booth said, and I close. William Booth said, we want to get people saved and then send them to Bible college for four years. This is what William Booth said. I'd like to get people saved and send them to hell for one minute. I'd like to get people saved and send them to hell for one minute because when they came back, they would never, ever be the same. Let me tell you something. A person may go to hell unsaved, but they'll not go to hell unloved. And I say to you today, you can come back. You can come back because God is willing to forgive you. You say, Pastor, but you don't understand. I got saved, and I went out and made a mess of things. That blood is current right now. That blood is active and working right now. All you got to do is repent. All you got to do is say, I'm sorry. Think about that word repentance. Re means to return. From penance, we get the word penthouse. Repent means to return to the highest position. And when a person comes back to God, they return to the highest position because God forgives people. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin, and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make and thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.